If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, 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 I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can email me your thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback. Yes, even your adoration and praise will be accepted here on the Todd Huff Show. Kidding, not kidding. Todd at ToddHuffShow.com is that email. We're also streaming on, uh, what are we streaming? Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. For those of you that want to see that, yes, in fact, I do have a face for radio. I want to start here this morning with a question. I want to ask you, how many of you out there listening to my voice today, how many of you trust the election results? How many of you trust the election results, truly trust them? How many do? Not many Republicans do, according uh, to what we've seen, and there's good reasons not to trust the election results because, folks, there's a lot, there's a lot of reasons to not trust these folks. I think, in fact, now I'm not saying definitively anything. I'm simply saying, do you trust them? Do you trust them? Do you trust your government? Do you trust your media? Do you trust today's leadership in the Democrat Party? Do you trust the media who, by the way, is insisting that Joe Biden is the president-elect? Meanwhile, Joe Biden, I mentioned this yesterday, is out there sending emails, and he's sending them to me because my friends put me on these stupid email lists. But I'm getting emails from Joe Biden Telling me to chip in, chip in five bucks or whatever it is. We got to raise $30 million to fend off this attack on the presidency, which is rightfully his, of course. Obviously, we know that. How do we know that? Because the media told us. But can we trust the media? I mean, the answer is obviously no. And let me tell you this before, there, there are people out there, and, 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 some people they think um, some people think for themselves, some people think what they're told to think. Some people are think what they are led to think by the media or whomever. And some people actually come up with their thoughts and opinions on their own. They listen to, to sources. They realize that 
not everything I was just told there. In fact, if you watch the media, you realize that about 97% of what you were told is probably at least really, really biased, if not in some instances completely fabricated and made up. That's why the term fake news sticks. That's why the term fake fake news sticks. It's not because Donald Trump's fans and followers and rally attenders are members of a cult. It's because the term has some validity. We've been lied to by these folks for a long, long time. And this didn't start just with President Trump. This goes back as far as I can remember. Now, I think that the lies are becoming bigger and more widespread. In fact, it's almost ubiquitous. It's almost from every single... I'm, I, I don't even want to tell listeners what's on here. That's out of habit. But I mean, it's across all of the news sites, all of the sources for news. I watched Leland Vitter of Fox News have a meltdown uh, with some, uh, I don't remember who it was, a guest. I mean, he was downright belligerent, downright belligerent, because what do you want to do? He kept asking her, what do you want to do with these ballots that were, uh, the ballots that were cast, you know, illegally? Like she had to give the answer. What do you mean what I want to do? I want to do what the, what the courts say we should do. That's the court's decision. Leland was melting down. Leland looked like he was applying for a job at CNN. Like he was trying to take the place of Don Lemon over there or maybe Wolf Blitzer. That's happening on, on Fox News. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. He's been declared the president-elect by the media based upon projections. But what are we projecting from? We're projecting from data we're projecting from results that we don't know is it's 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 remarkable to me. The mind will ju- chisel this into stone. The mind will justify what the heart desires. The media desires a president that has a name, any other name besides Donald Trump. Anything. It can be you know, you just take your pick, Mickey Mouse, Joe Biden. Sorry if I'm redundant there. It could be Kamala Harris, it could be Mayor Pete, President Mayor Pete, I guess, that's what they would call him. It could be uh, my cousin Liz, Elizabeth Warren, who Rush calls Pocahontas, which, by the way, is my 13th great-grandma by lineage. I've got, well, I don't have a here with me at the moment, but I've got the genealogy showing that, so I am officially the unofficial spokesperson of the family, and I am not bothered by that. I'm more bothered by Elizabeth Warren's and in, in, um, insisting that she's Native American and that somehow qualifies or disqualifies her. That's what bothers me more. But these are the folks. You believe them. You trust the results. Well, Todd, they're, they're basing their uh, – the media is basing their, their judgment call on the election results. <laughs> Well, what are the election results? That's kind of the whole point here. In fact, I want to point you to something if you've not found this. I saw this on – where did I see this? National File. National File headline here, breaking top lawyer. This was was yesterday. Top lawyer releases archive of 2020 fraud evidence. Legal crusader Robert Barnes – Publicized here is the evidence.com, an archive for admissible evidence of 2020 election irregularities. 
Famed constitutional civil rights and tax attorney Robert Barnes tweeted out a link this morning. This was yesterday morning, about eh, about 24 hours ago. Not quite. Tweeted out a link yesterday morning to hereistheevidence.com. It advertises itself as an archive for people to submit and review irregularities of um, in the disputed 2020 election. So he's got a website. People can report, just like you can report on some Democrat sites who supported Donald Trump. See, Republicans are out there. Conservatives are out there having websites where you can report incidents of fraud. And why did the Republicans have to do this? Because there's no curiosity amongst anybody else. There's no curiosity amongst a government official. And let me, by the way, let me say this. I've said this before. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I've invited to this program representatives from this state who normally have no problem coming on this program. Well, Senator Todd Young did in the past because he didn't want to talk about impeachment during impeachment. He wanted to talk about it after the fact. Folks, that is pathetic leadership. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what consequence that causes for me. I don't care. That is pathetic, inexcusable leadership. That is a senator for our state. Where are the Republicans? Where are they in all this? Where are they standing up? I, I extended invitations to Senator Mike Braun, who um, I have had a lot of respect for. Still not scheduling. I've sent invitations out to Senator Todd Young. Nothing. Nothing. I'm sure they'll wait till the uh, everything calms down. They want to talk about things when nothing matters. I'm, folks, remember these things. Remember these things when it comes time for these folks to come asking for your vote. And the truth is, we need to remember these things starting today. We need to remember these things starting today. Folks, if we have this sort of leadership in the Senate, yeah, amongst Republicans, this is not going to cut it. This is not going to cut it. And the time to think about primary challenges is today. You've heard me say this. Like people, people get into this, this mindset that says, well, you know, we're going to uh, – the, the election's over. Let's take a deep breath. <laughs> Folks, Folks, that is, that is not the world that we are currently living in. We are not living in a world where we can put off – the thinking of, of politics and the we, – we are in the midst, as Sidney Powell said. We're in the midst of a second American revolution. Are we going to allow this nonsense to stand? Are we going to allow – are we going to allow our representatives and senators to hide in the basement just like Joe Biden? Are we going to let that stand? I think – I think that it's time for conservatives to realize really what we're up against here. And I say this to all my conservative friends. I'm a conservative Christian. You can be a conservative atheist, conservative agnostic, conservative Jew, conservative. I don't care. Conservative anything. But I also say this to my, my, my conservative Christian friends. A lot of folks believe that they don't have a they have the luxury of not engaging in in politics. And I think what where do we get these ideas? Where do we get some of these ideas? Folks, we are here. We are to be, I mean that this some things depend upon our response. Are we going to sit by idly and let this happen? Are we going to sit by idly and watch the greatest nation in the history of this planet 
be wiped away from existence by people who either A, are hell-bent on changing it, which that's today's Democrat Party, or B, B, are we going to stand by and let those who are supposedly um, supposedly defending it hang out in their basement while this stuff goes on? That's my question. That's my question. Representative Jim Barrett has also been invited to this program. We'll invite him again. I'll be very nice to them, but I'm going to ask them, where, where are they? Where are you? What are you doing about this? Are you just going to accept it? Do you think that there's no evidence of, is there no concern whatsoever about these uh, results? I'll point them to here'sTheEvidence.com. I'm going to go there actually right now. I'll say right now, but I'm going to have to take a break. But we'll look at this. People say, ah, there's no evidence. There's plenty of evidence. That's preposterous to say that there's no evidence. I'll go through this. Um, this list. I can't go through the whole list. It's it's very, very long. 231 lines of evidence here. Now, it's varying degrees of evidence. He has, in fact, he has it labeled significance all the way up from, from a rating of one to four, with four being the highest. And then he's got it listed by the, across the same line. This uh, attorney has it listed by admissibility level, going from one to four. Four being the most likely, one being the, uh, I guess, the least likely here that it's admissible in court. But folks, to suggest that there's no evidence, or to pretend like nothing's going on, or to hide in your basement, this is the moment. This is the moment you have to stand up and lead. And if you can't do that, you are not fit for office. You're not fit to be my – you're not fit for my vote. I don't know. And I have a sneaking suspicion you would say the same thing. You would say the same thing. Well, Todd, who else can we vote for? Uh, there is truth to that, and that's why I'm saying – that's why I'm saying today, November 17th, that we have to find a way to get stronger conservative leaders on that ballot. We have to demand that. We have to demand that. Folks, we have more power than we realize. This is not a time to despair. This really isn't. It's time to get a little fired up. You don't have to get bitter. We never get bitter on here. You can get upset. Upset's not bitter, right? Even, even I mean, the Bible, it says, in your anger, do not sin. It doesn't say don't get angry. Living in perpetual anger and bitterness is certainly not the way God wants us to live, but there are things that should light our fire a little bit. And this should light our fire. We sh- our fire should be lit by the evidence that's being presented about voter fraud or whatever you want to call this, general election interference, whatever, the- these systematic problems in some cases where we have some very, uh, I mean, very major allegations. They just found another 2,600 votes in Georgia by doing this, this audit. And the vast majority of those between I think I saw between 1,500 and 1,900 of those votes were for Trump. So Trump just picked up in Georgia, what is the net there? A 1,000 or so votes. I'm just ball, uh, spitballing it here. Doesn't matter. He's down, I think, 14,000 votes. What do you mean it doesn't matter? What if they find that a couple more times? What if they find more stacks of discarded ballots somewhere? I can go through the list of things here. There, the media is not 
interested. Our Republican leaders are not motivated. Some of them are. A couple, a handful, I can almost mention them all by name. Louis Gohmert, Jim Jordan, Ted Cruz. In some instances, even, uh, I mean, Lindsey Graham. I know, I know there's still questions about Lindsey Graham and all that. And, you know, is he just playing a part here to, to I don't know. That, that, I don't even care about that. Right now, I just care about actions. I care about actions. What you do speaks so loudly, I cannot hear what you're saying. In fact, sometimes I can't hear what you're saying because you're not saying anything and you're not doing anything. So, that being said, going to go through some of this evidence on the other side of the break. But this is not a time to despair. It's simply not. It's a time to be concerned. It's a time to be fired up. It's a time to demand answers. It's a time to hold people accountable. It's a, it's a time to, uh, to, to unite and to fight back against what we are witnessing, what we are experiencing here from our government at all levels, from local levels of gov- government all the way up to the highest levels of our government, including the bureaucratic state. Anyway, got to take a time out. Continue this conversation. When we get back, sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Folks, it is not time to despair. It is not time to give up hope. It is time, it's been time to be concerned for a long time. But I will say this, as I've said I've said on here before that I think one of the good things, and understand what I'm saying, what we're experiencing is not good. What we're dealing with is not good. If there's evidence, if there truly is evidence that this is so massive that we can't t- that we can't trust any number virtually from any state because of Dominion uh, voting systems and all this sort of stuff, backdoors and a feature that's created in the software that allows you to make corrections. All that stuff is problematic beyond my ability to truly articulate completely. You know that in the depth of your in the depths of your heart. You understand this intuitively. Trust your instincts here. That is as, this is as bad as it gets for governments, right? As far as I mean governments that are not collapsing. As far as a government that supposedly, you know, in that generally has built um, – well, it's responsible. The people are responsible for this country. Government certainly had a role. The role that it did have and the reason that the people were successful was because the people were not under the heavy hand of government. The more that this country has uh, – the longer this country has been in existence, the heavier that hand has gotten, the bigger that hand has gotten. And so we are dealing with some real problems. The heavier the hand, the bigger the problem. That's really what we're we're left with here. And so this is a, a big deal, but people are now awakening to this. Now you've got your mind numb, socialist loving, radical leftists who are gonna march down the path of socialism, who are gonna sell their uh, sell off their freedoms to the government. To those who promise utopia, those who do things like Joe Biden, who's going to cure cancer, he's going to cure cancer. I'm wondering if he's the president-elect, 
if this is if this is just irrefutable this is undeniable can he go ahead and get on that president-elect joe biden wink wink can you go ahead and get on the issue of, of of curing cancer you promised us you would do this you promised this not just cancer alzheimer's not just alzheimer's and cancer also diabetes I also think you indirectly have stated that you're going to end COVID, so can you get on that as well? I think you can do that. If you're generally, genuinely president-elect, you should be able to at least start this. Now, I know I can hear the refrain right now. Well, Todd, President Trump's not letting him transition, keeping key information and data away from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris so they can't get busy on curing it. I don't know. I Look, if, if these things are as easy and as magical as people like Joe Biden and the radical left tell us that they are, I think that Joe Biden could get on that right now. I think we should, we should have him do it. Welcome that. In fact, I would even allow it, in my mind, you can go ahead and, and reveal your cure. And if this somehow, the courts intervene and we see some massive voter fraud and just, you know, this we, we reach a point where we can't trust anything in the data and the results. As Sidney Powell said, if she unleashes the Kraken on Joe Biden and releases the evidence and she flips states, as she said she's going to do, church states are going to overturn. That's what she said. I, I'm just telling you what she said. If all that happens, I mean, it would be a perfect scenario. Biden, during his mystical transition to president— he goes ahead and tells us how to cure cancer, Alzheimer's, and diabetes. And then then President Trump, because of the courts and the evidence, is actually states are flipped. President Trump is declared the president or is voted in by the electors or Congress or wherever this is going to go from this point in time. And then Joe Biden can be – just just hit me. If, if this does – and I'm not saying – I'm not predicting the likelihood. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if – if Joe Biden, if Joe Biden ends up losing this, if states really do flip as Sidney Powell tell us, he's going to forever be on this program be known as the former president-elect Joe Biden. <laughs> the, for, the former president-elect Joe Biden. Anyway, so what the, I, I'm, I'm actually encouraged that people are aware. Now, we have to do something. I think people are, you know, I, I use the analogy of a spinning merry-go-round. People are jumping on a merry-go-round. You and I, having been on that merry-go-round for a long, long time, um, well, some of you, some of you have just jumped on, and that's totally fine. But some of us have been on that merry-go-round for 20, 30 years, some of you much longer even than that. You have years of decades of experience following this, studying this, understanding this. Some folks have literally been one lap around the, you know, one, one circle on the merry-go-round. And those folks don't know what to do, where to start, any of that stuff. And so there are some questions, some, some legitimate questions. Some people ask, why are, Republic why are Republicans like this? When I ask the question, where are the Republicans, someone who's new might say, you know what, where are the Republicans? I've not seen any. I've seen Jim Jordan. I've seen Louis Gohmert maybe. I've seen Ted Cruz possibly, maybe Lindsey Graham. But I don't even know who our senators are. There's, there, I guarantee you there are people that say that. I don't know. Who is my representative? I've not seen him. I've seen the representative for people from another state, Ohio with Jim Jordan, Texas with Louis Gohmert, Matt Gates in Florida perhaps. Haven't seen anybody. The only one from Indiana that signed on to the, uh, to the letter that these congress, uh, 
congressional leaders signed on was Jim Banks from Indiana. God bless Jim Banks for doing that. Where were the other, what is it, six? I don't know. I don't know. But it matters. And folks, let me tell you, whether you've been, you're an old pro with this or you're someone who's followed it for a little bit or someone who's brand new, the truth remains the same, that you have power. There are things that we can do. Representatives will listen. Representatives, you'll get the attention. I know when I was in D.C., American University, I did not intern on the Hill. I interned at a place called the Christian Defense Fund in uh, Springfield, Springfield or Alexandria, Virginia, just just a little bit, uh, what, to the southwest of D.C., I guess. And, um, but I, I, you know, we got familiar with, with some things there in D.C., and if they got even a couple of phone calls, it's a lot less than you would realize. These things would make their way up to the chief of, of staff really quickly. And if the chief of staff knew, it wasn't long before the candidate himself or herself knew. So, and that's, I'm, I'm not, well, I don't call for that on this show. I'm just saying to you, there are things that we can do. You can email and call your senators. You can get involved in your local Republican Party. You can – well, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that you can do. But I'm saying – there's two elements to this, though. There's a political element, the, the, the mechanics of politics, and like it or hate it, we have to start with what it is. But there's also, there's also a component that is cultural, and that I think is where – like we have to win this war on this, – this cultural battle. We have to win this battle for the heart, mind, and soul – of America, mechanics of government aside, and the mechanics of political parties aside, we have to win the hearts, hearts and minds and souls of people again. Metaphorically speaking, only Jesus can win a soul. But I'm saying we have to get people to believe in America again. We have to have people understand what the differences between these drastically different ideologies are. And so there's an educational component as well. That's why we have conservative, not bitter university. That's why we're launching that. Folks, I want, I, want a, I want a network of people who are learning and then taking that knowledge and doing something with it, influencing those in their, in their circles. I want people to, to rise up as speakers. I want people to rise up as educators. I want people that are bloggers and using their sphere of influence for the good of the ideology, of the movement. This matters tremendously. We're battling an education behemoth in this nation that is almost exclusively run by the left, the radicals. I'm not even talking even in the case of education here. I'm talking about radicals. The NEA is run by radicals, folks, radicals. If we knew some of the things that they talk about behind closed doors, we would be shocked and appalled. I know about the things that they talk about publicly and write about, and it's sometimes shocking and appalling. And I've got to take a break. Got to take a break. Quick timeout is in order. I should tell you, though, that listening to this program can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. 98% of scientists agree with that. 98%. That's 1% more than agree that man is contributing to climate change. So we know this to be factually true and undeniable. Sit tight. Be back here in just a minute.
Welcome back. So I referenced earlier, and I got into talking about other things a little quickly, but this website, hereistheevidence.com, this is an attorney put this together, evidence of what irregularities, evidence of illegal actions, evidence of voter fraud, evidence of things that should concern every single American. I don't care. I've been on – I do care. Well, that's the wrong way of saying it. It makes no difference who it, – it makes every difference in the world who's elected here. But it makes no difference for the sake of this point. Who is the winner? The, what matters is we have to know that that was what the votes showed. And don't and don't try to pull the old well, you know, this national popular vote. I'm talking about the rules as we all knew them heading into the election, that the electoral college determined the presidency. <clears throat> Excuse me, fighting off <laughs> fighting off a sneeze here. But if the that that's what matters here, whatever we find out based upon that. That is reality. I made a comment. It upset some people, not most of you, upset some people who, again, the mind will justify what the heart desires. They, in their mind, they can't, they can't even envision another term of President Trump. And so their heart, you know, their, their heart desires anything but that. So they will argue even the most obvious point. They will argue against the most obvious point. And my statement was, Losing an election is life. Having an election is stolen is criminal. We can't allow this to happen. Can't. Why can we? By the way, that, that applies to any time a Democrat might win. Any time a Democrat is having an election stolen. Although it's funny, if you look at the evidence, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing that I've seen. There's not one iota of evidence. And I'm not saying somewhere out there some Republican poll worker didn't break a rule. But I'm saying the evidence that's coming in is pretty obvious what was going on here. Here are some examples as listed on here'stheevidence.com. Florida precinct uh, reports more than 100% voter turnout. Now, I know socialists are not good at math. That's why they're they're socialists. Take it easy, left. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Florida precinct reports more than 100% voter turnout. You can't... (laughs) You cannot have more people turn out than are registered to vote in a precinct. That There's evidence of that. What about this? Rejected absentee ballots in 2018, 3.5%. In 2020, 0.3%, uh, despite 500% more votes. How do you explain that? What about this? 66% of dead Registered voters were born between eighteen hundred and eight, uh, born between eighteen hundred and eighteen ninety nine, voted. So if you were dead, it's just funny to have to say that if you were dead, some, if you were born between eighteen hundred and eighteen ninety nine, and you're still somehow, God only knows how you're on the voter registration rolls because some Democrat there says you can't purge the roll. That's that's why. That's ultimately why you also can't use a voter ID. You also can't. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you can't require signatures on uh, mail-in ballots. You got to mail ballots out to everybody. I mean, we're again, we're one step away from driving around the town square. Democrats would probably say, hey, this is a good idea. Drive around the town square. It's COVID, COVID time. Roll down your window, yell out the window to the obviously Democrat uh, poll worker there with the whiteboard in the center of the courtyard. One vote for Biden. Gotcha. That's we're, we're not far from that. 
I kid about this, but we're not far from this. So 66% of the dead registered voters that were born between 1800 and 1899 voted. That's a pretty good turnout. <laughs> the, tur- the turnout, now I don't know where this was. He, actually, I do know where this is. This is in Pennsylvania. 66% of dead registered voters between, born between 1800 and 1899 voted. The 66% uh, turnout for those voters who were born in the 1800s in Pennsylvania. Let that sink in. No problem. The left will tell you that there's, that's not, what is that? That's not evidence. Ty, what do you mean? What is this? What are we running here? This sounds like, this sounds like some third world election. I don't remember when we had the first elections in Iraq. I don't remember anything like this. They dipped their uh, finger in the purple paint. You remember this is a beautiful thing to watch this. People walking to get to, to cast their votes. People celebrated this. I don't want to get into the whole Iraq thing. I'm just saying it was a beautiful thing to see people be able to cast a ballot. And they walked for miles in some instances. They got to the place. They cast their vote. They dipped their finger in the purple paint or whatever it was. It's a beautiful thing to see. But I don't remember any of this. I don't remember any of these things happening. It's, it's just remarkable. What about this? 3,000 instances of alleged voter fraud have been filed uh, with the AG by the Nevada Republicans. 3,000 instances. I had nothing to see there. No big deal. Of course there's no, nothing to see there. For if you're a Democrat, a Democrat leader, if you're a rank-and-file Democrat, this should upset you to the core. 18,000 mail, uh, mail-in ballots didn't have a mail date. Only a return date after November 3rd. That is in the state of Pennsylvania. Even though it's by law, these things are supposed to be there. By law. It spells it out. This stuff is, I mean, is not complicated. It's right there in black and white. The question is, what are we going to do with this? Media refuses to to look at it, insisting that Biden is president-elect. Meanwhile, I'm getting emails from Team Biden asking me to chip in five bucks or whatever so that he can raise $30 million to fight Trump. Fight Trump about what? You don't need to raise $30 million for a legal fight if any self-respecting judge is going to throw the court case out in five seconds. What is going on here? You know what's going on here. And I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So, again, I it is – remember this whole the, – the, the left and the media established this false narrative at the beginning. And the false narrative heading into this election was that Democrats just wanted every vote to count. Republicans want to set up obstacles to disenfranchise voters. Folks, that is complete, utter hogwash. That's that's ridiculous. What matters, <laughs> I mean, th- what we're witnessing, what we see happening all around us, all of this absolute chaos with mail-in ballots and what we're seeing, people can't count ballots. Well, there's lots of reasons for that. There's lots of reasons for that if you want to talk about some of the, uh, the, the voter system and and 
it's it's remarkable what may have been happening. We'll see where this whole thing plays out. But forget about that for a moment. Forget about Dominion voting systems. Forget about the back door. Forget about the states that were paused on counting votes. Uh, forget about those being the six states that are most in question here, North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Florida. Forget about all those. What a coincidence, by the way. Forget about all of that. Folks, we need to have, I want people to be able to vote who are eligible. I want that to be the case. It should be as reasonably easy as possible while being difficult enough so that we prevent fraud. We prevent people from exploiting the system. That's the way that this should work. And that involves some things like showing a voter ID. That involves things like purging voter registration records. It does. There's no reason on this planet that there should be any person born in in the 1800s. Do I have to say these words today? There should be there is literally no reason for someone who was born in 18 whatever to be on today's voter rolls. There's no reason none. They 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 are not with us. They that they're not eligible to vote because they're not alive, folks. It is preposterous that this is the case. I mean, folks, we're getting back to the the time of our founding. I mean, is George Washington on the ballot in Virginia or on the voter registration uh, rolls in Virginia? I mean, come on. What in the world are we dealing with here? And at some point, instead of instead of accepting the narrative that Republicans want to put up safeguards, and I'm not saying that there's no Republican that's not trying to to do that. I I'm just simply saying it is not the motivation. It is not the motivation of the Republicans, the conservatives I know. We just want to be able to trust the results. We just want to know that we're not creating a situation whereby people can vote who shouldn't be able to vote, or people can cast ballots if they, you know, if, if they're not really the person that's supposed to be counting, they're casting ballots or voting multiple times. That's all we want. We definitely don't want corruption with the machines and the voter. Uh, the vote tallying software and so forth. The real narrative is why don't the Democrats want these safeguards? And I've got to take a break. Come back and wrap up here in just a minute. Sit tight. Welcome back. Something else I retweeted just quickly here. Quickly here. Something else I retweeted last night. <laughs> I started to. I Now I don't know if I did, did or not, but meant to. Saw this. Did you see Project Veritas has a uh, another video? Another video. Someone who says that in Georgia, they're doing this recount, doing this recount in the state of Georgia, and... There's supposed to be two poll workers there, Democrat and Republican. One of them calls out the ballot. The other one is supposed to confirm it, and then they're supposed to move on. Well, one poll worker called three three in a row for Biden that were marked for Trump, and the second poll worker didn't catch it or pay attention or whatever. God only knows what's going on here. But anyway, nothing to see anywhere. Nothing to see anywhere. Totally above board. I got to go have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.